1: Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
2: Got my PrevNar 20 shot.
1: It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect.
2: I'm 19, strong.
1: And asthmatic and at higher risk
2: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20 even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
1: Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpal
4: Listen to season two of *The Girlfriends*, *Our Lost Sister*, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. See
1: y'all, I come from the of Tupac. I'm a rival. You don't want to watch me. With me.
0: C-bro, C-bro, C-bro. Hold up. Ask you a question
1: real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm gonna get a little bit rough here. We here. Who we? I'm here for it. those who really believe in the American process. All of us straight shot, no chaser with your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect podcast network. Well, um, thank you everybody for being here. We want to get this conversation with Killer Mike started. Um, I know. D.O.C. will be leading, you know, the discussion, podcast. Uh, Brothers will hear the barbershop. Thank you, everybody, Dallas, for coming. Stand up for I'm Dallas. Up. Give yourself a round of applause for yeah, Dallas. Triple D in the building, a place I still call home.
5: This is beautiful. Yeah. I came one stop, I was like, devil worship. We had it. They were a little high and holy right here. So they missed the message. Yeah. Right, right, right. What am so, we appreciate before... before
1: <clears throat> So before I uh, give it to you guys, I did just want to ask this question, Mike, just so we kind of set the tone when we talked about, you know, what could we do? Uh, for those that don't know, Killer Mike and I worked together on a Bernie Sanders campaign, you know, all over the country. And this was in 2015 before people knew who Bernie Sanders was. Yeah. Uh, people would say I would have to say, you know, the one with the gray hair and the this, you know, literally when nobody knew him. Very small African-American outreach team on the national level. Uh, Killer Mike was one of the surrogates there. We had a chance to meet. And work with each other, and really push the line. What I call to really get people not to get necessarily behind Bernie Sanders, but to get behind policy that we felt, yeah. you know, was important. Damn,
5: they got our eyes locked up together by the Secret Service for real. <laughs> now, if y'all want to <laughs> see
1: somebody check the Secret Service, kill a mic. That's what I said. Then that is my brother from another mother. Yeah, they, <laughs> they
5: being rude to black women on a college campus. Yeah, not a historical black college campus, they just they forgot yeah. where they
1: were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I fell in love with him And his beautiful wife Shea in the the building, who I absolutely love The couple's goals (laughs) um, Do everything together Um, But I I did want to When I said, Mike, what can we do Or what can I do To really elevate this album And the message of the album Um, And he said, sis, let's just do like we do On the campaign trail Let's go to barbershops and have conversations Uh, With Mike, it wasn't about you know, a big crowd or a certain amount, it was just really important that it was a barbershop. Yeah. The first question, and then everybody else can, you know, chime in from here. Why the barbershop?
5: I, to me, this is the safest place for black men to talk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. We we actually, I've had organizations come in, cause I own, my wife and I own a franchise barbershop called Swag Shop. We all, we all. And, and, and what I found is that if you want to win a mayoral election you're going to take your butt to the barbershops and beauty shops Mm -hmm. yeah strip clubs too to be honest if you want black men to know about health whether it's cardiovascular whether it's mental health the easiest way to do it because the safest place is a barbershop you know brothers won't talk to their wives won't talk to each other at work they get in the barbershop and they discuss everything i heard everything from mental illness to prostate cancer yeah you know they came through my shops talking about it so for whatever reason it feels safe and since i was a little boy I've learned things. I I I've never went to the barbershop and not learned something. You know what I'm saying? Even if whether well, just get the good weed at. take you can't do that in my barbershop. So I, I just said that, you know, whether it was a campaign trailer, even in discussion with my record, I just wanted to go where black men could felt safe to be black men. So what better place? And then just worker class me people. A lot of times when we say black men, we don't realize we talking about truly just a worker class. You know, That's right. you know, I I saw in uh, Charleston. I was in Charleston, South Carolina. Brother came up to me, white boy, with the Braves cap on. So I knew I liked him already. We chill the same baseball team. And he said, Man, I'm just a poor white boy from the Appalachian. And I identify with every single thing on that album, you know, from, from shed tears to slumber to motherless. It all hit him. And that's ultimately all I wanted to ever do. That's right.
3: It's <laughs> important. You'll
5: mean,
3: uh, from my perspective, uh,
5: Dude, the racism really almost has nothing to do with color, but everything to do with that. Of yeah, yeah, racism in this country definitely is a, a, a class system. It's just yeah. easy to identify yeah. because it's, you know, it's, we were a cornerstone of making this country because we were free labor. Yeah. But they use, they use, they they, they use, have used and will use poor whites. Oh yeah. They, they have and will use poor Latinos. Oh yeah. so it's, You know, this country, this country thrives off that. You know, and some in some way, once we get our own shit together, we'll figure out solidarity on a broader basis. That's right. Like Fred Hampton was trying to teach. That's right. That's right. Oh, by the way, I want to salute uh, my boy
3: Jeff and Astute mm-hmm. um, for allowing us to come in here. Yeah, and,
1: thank
3: you. And, and Absolutely. Because yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. we talk all the time in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, there, when, so when Taz called me, this is a perfect spot. Thank you. Yeah, and get these conversations started. Uh, and uh, we thank and grateful that you showed up. Uh, we, we've been spinning your record since. Uh, oh, for You know, and, and it has that classic, well, there's a, there is, there's the, the, the Atlanta that, see, I lived in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety-five. Yeah. Through ninety-nine. Yeah. So when Freak was
5: spreading.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you was right with us. <laughs>
5: everybody, mommy, everybody, mommy and grandmama want the
3: taste bad <laughs> There was a sound, <clears throat> and the closest thing I could describe uh, is just dungeon family. There's yeah. a sound yeah. that
6: came from those men yeah. that is embodied in some of this work. Absolutely, that you have. That
3: takes me back to when yeah. Rob was great yeah. in in Atlanta. You know what I mean? When
5: it meant, it meant something. Yeah. No matter what the subject was, the soul came from the sound. Mm-hmm. Soul is yeah. Soul is yeah. it. Yeah. you know they were meant to a recall it. Uh, Ray and Sleeping with Me a story about Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people, I say, you can take the same sample to four different southern cities and get a different sound. And that's what's beautiful about the South when they used to just classify as a region. To to the people in New York and LA, they, they didn't make no distinction between Dallas and Houston that's or Atlanta. Right. Or Atlanta, or Atlanta. Right. But we know it. You take a Curtis Mayfield sample that's to Atlanta, take it to mm-hmm. Dallas, take it to Houston, mm-hmm. take it to Memphis. Take it him, you're going to get different sounds, it's right. still the same sound, so right. I really was. Ray Murray, when we first started recording the record, Michael, he came in and told me at Cubs Lightyear, the, uh, and my A&R, just one of my best friends, like a brother to me, he said, right, essentially, y'all got to do two things. He said, this got to be distinctly southern, it cannot be a hype. it has to be a southern record. And he said, then it got to be as cohesive as the chronic, and he walked out. And so you and we sat there like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like this nigga just told us we have to match the southerners <laughs> of Outkast, Goody Maw, Baller, and UGK, and then yup, you gotta be you gotta be as cohesive as the product. And I hope that I hope that we achieve the goal. Yes, oh, yeah. sir.
3: Yes, sir. And you had a, you had the perfect team to do that because they 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 perfectly suited. It's it's uh, back back in that gap, uh, in that time period. Uh, from my perspective, that's what the sound was. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I did my part in the sound, so I knew I, I related to it because I touched it, cause it was me. Yeah, and it was all southern, you know. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm
5: really close to to uh, Atlanta. I love Atlanta so much because I spent some very formative years. Yeah. There. Well, you I mean when y'all was there? We think about it. MC Breed was there? Tupac yeah. was there? Yeah. Eric Sermon was there? Yeah. Powerhead opened the Wu Tang story. You yeah. guys. The beautiful part about Atlanta is, it's one of the cities where you ain't got to be from there to be from there. Mm -hmm. you just gotta come and contribute. And and it it accepts, you know, it's accepting all. My grandmother came in 1950. My grandfather got there in 1940. They neighborhoods got built in 46, the Collier Heights. I grew up all black neighborhood, all black enclave. You know, different people made different amounts of money. So you just got to run around. All my heroes and villains look like me. You remind people that. What I love about Atlanta is black folks from all over the world come there and contribute to the culture. It really is a black culture, in which it's multi-layered, you know what I mean? It's diverse, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud to be a product of the city. And proud to be a product of the era of music where, you know, again, like, you know, people take up a joke, and say, oh man, you're a legend, you know, all that, you know, the mess they give you to try to dismiss you, but yeah. you've had such a profound impact on my life in terms of Mark, I literally told my partner, uh, Will, in my mouth, I said, man, I said, you know, I said, the next album, I said, man, you know my goal? He said, "What?" I said, man, I, I ain't going to cuss. I got to do it like Doc D and yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest record ever with no curse words. This hard I like cussing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you had so, so, yeah. such a
6: profound
5: influence yeah. that, that I'm just like, I, I remember finding out you was from Dallas. And it just, because again, at the time, we was just a regional, it was New York, LA, and uh-huh. the South. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And finding out that one of the biggest, you know, because NWNQ meant everything. Right? Mm-hmm. And finding
6: out
5: uh, you, you were the contributor, the thread, the writer, the help, the shape of. Man, you don't know what it did for us. It, it gave us a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. It gave us a sense of I can do with. That's why I'm proud to be here with you today. yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So give I'm, it up, hey, give you know, it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, you know, I don't say that
1: legends. Like
5: yeah, and I don't. You know, you to me, you are you're just you are a bar that's to be met, and I appreciate sure. hey, you amazing. trying to meet it.
3: I give all credit because, uh, you know, what I understand now, I got this documentary that I'm trying to get out in the streets and in this documentary, which was a cathartic experience for me. What I understand now is none of it was me in the first place Mm. and that all this thing started with a prayer and that I'm still living in that prayer. And now is the time that
5: the uh, the, the, the manifestations of that prayer about like sin. the old lady said, give honor to God. That's you know right. I'm give God yeah, the glory. That's you know, right. Absolutely. And, none of own volition. and I'm going to get ready to Like G.O.D. know what he did when he
3: made me. Yeah. You know, he said, I'm going to make me a cold, little arrogant one. Yeah. i can yeah. talk that talk because when I need him to talk for me, hmm. I'm going to need him to be
1: that. That's, that's right. right. That's
3: right. That's right. And so I'm trying to find my way back to that. Yeah. After that, uh, after that accident, you know, it was a hell of a fall, so it yeah. take a lot of out yeah, of you. Eyes I mean, uh, but yeah. uh, like I said, um, and I've had this conversation many times with you, Um uh, Seeing y'all over the, uh, and this goes back three or
6: four, or five years ago when I had my first son, and I'm trying to get my particulars in order. Yeah. Seeing you, man, on on the web really put your heart and soul into into.
3: Going back to these communities yeah. and making a real difference. You got you. I'm talking
5: about not just the lip service. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about beyond the political of uh, conversation. I'm talking about just go do it. You, got mm-hmm. you, know you, got you. I, 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 I uh, um, a brother from down here. But I got to address my brother man because it is genuine. I, I'm entertained. But I understand my man. Uh, yeah. asked Charles to wipe out. God, God, God <laughs> so He said, "Full of hot air, full of hot air." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. yeah. absolutely, I am. Human body is 98 degrees. on full of hot air once was a time where I was an actual organizer on the ground, which mm-hmm. he was too, and uh, I, I, I got lucky enough to get the lottery and get to live the life I want to, and now I'm a mobilizer. Like, a Dr. King and his last years was a mobilizer. SCLC did a great job organizing the and by the time SNCC came along. Them young kids was really organizing. Yeah. What Dr. King them would do was come and they got help mobilize and get those crowds together. So I absolutely understand, you know, his notion for saying that, but I just like to let the brother know that I absolutely do work on the ground, but I'm local mm-hmm. So you may never see me giving no money mm-hmm. to whatever organizations you may know or identify, but I just want to let the brother know if he checks with the Georgia Youth Bill program, which takes children from 14 to 24, gives them a trade, gets them high school diplomas, and gets them on a the path out of bullshit and into workforce to build families. So our daughters will have men to marry. Our daughters yeah. know how to do yeah. things on their own around the, yeah. the trades. Absolutely support that with that. money and with time, mm-hmm. um, and also Next Level Boys Academy, which steers boys away from exorbitant sentences and boys that petty beefs, get them together. Mm-hmm. That so, there are two organizations in particular really very strong. Is another you know I was started by um, a homie that was a sixty, but he started a program that makes sure kids and teachers have what they need. So I just wanted him to know that these are the organizations. So I'm still full of how they are. I absolutely am. <laughs> But those three organizations are ones that I support, and I'd love for you to support it and support his organization, Hype. You know, I don't know what they're doing locally, but I hope they're doing something. Because I heard an interview by him, and it was compelling because I understood we a lot of like Really, we just heartbroken organized.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Because when, when, when you're organizing, and you, you, you expect the legions to be behind you. Right. I remember him saying he was fighting against police brutality, and my heart went out in this interview for him. He said, look around. And he was by himself You mm-hmm. know, you thought the people were gonna be with him. And oftentimes our people are so beat down they never seen an organizer. No. So I just want to know I understand everything you doing. I understand why you talk shit, why you ridicule, because that's what our people vibrate at sometimes a little level. But I understand you're leading people into a better pathway. So if I need to be the butt of a joke or the muse of some agitation, I don't mind being that because I, I understand what it is to be a frustrated organizer and, right. I, and I wish you all the success. I, I heard go. that. That's mm-hmm. You know, I I yet to meet the brother. Yeah, he funny as hell. That this nigga boxing, now. I don't know who he gonna fight. That big ass nigga is that throwing them jail. <laughs> <laughs> I said, them big ass nigga run up on him. He gonna get crushed in the dick. <laughs> but I but I, but, I, but, I, but I I respect anyone passionate enough about the community to right. challenge people who are considered giants. And I accept my challenge. That's right. But I'm working hyper local, nigga. You ain't gonna never get no money out of me in mm-hmm. your city, because I'm not in your city, but if you come to Atlanta and ride around with whoever you ride around with, besides who you ride around with, and you ask about me, you can see I actually do work on the ground. I'd be in the schools in the daytime with Greg Street, and then I'd be helping yeah. the moms in the strip club at night.
1: That's yeah. right. Run the so, receipts, brother. You know, so mm-hmm.
5: I, I'm mm-hmm. going to continue to do what I've been doing, but I want to tell people who get criticized, don't be so quick to, to holler back. Just keep doing the work. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Tesla, I saw Tesla do the work on the ground for years and years and years, and people not pay her the attention she deserved. Mm-hmm. So I started yelling at anybody who will listen, whether it was Charlemagne God or whether it was politicians, because I was determined revolting somebody is going to hear this woman that's because right. she's doing the work. You, know Thank so I, you. I look at people well, like attorney being well. called oh that nigga making money. He's a lawyer that I went to law school to make money. You be right. right. but he's the one that got that sister whose sales were stolen. He's got some to that money back. So you need everybody. My grandparents, you don't talk. My grandfather was skinned like you, the current. My grandma's a very dark woman. Well, not just just brown woman. He loved her to death. But my grandfather helped me understand, you know, when Harriet came, you know, you need your niggas in the house to let folks know folks is coming to mm-hmm, You know, I've so, mm-hmm. you know, I've met people that were revolutionaries in a state uniform that were police officers and they they let a little boy go. You know, I've I've seen people who I thought didn't give a damn about black folks because they were conservative, or whatever we, but every Sunday they was the ones leading leading feeding in the homeless at the church. You know, so I, I I just understand that that you know there's gonna be many paths of freedom. We might not be on the same bus, but I'm gonna see you when I get it.
1: that's that's it. Right. That's I mean, exactly that's right.
0: Not. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects in Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze.
4: It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish.
2: Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Who amongst us are, are, are in a space that we can judge anybody? Yeah. Many, yeah. There are many paths that God created for people to walk down, and that's his, yeah. and this is yours. Yeah.
5: And this is my yeah. you know. And, and, and I respect your brother. Yeah, uh, I, I, I anybody doing the work, I respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, if, you, if you just do the work, you know. Mm-hmm. Just do now, I thing. don't want to go to
3: none of the things because I don't know what's going to happen at the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I what, but I respect what
5: he's doing. Respect. <clears throat> um, his path and how he's trying to get help to these. Babies. Well, nothing else. is creating discussion, and all of us. That's all of it. So if you know, you're not going to agree with everything. Just discussion needs to be created. After, after you get angry and your feathers get ruffled what are you going to do? That's, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Like, you know, people talk, one of my best friends, like a brother to me is T.I. We opening a restaurant together now called Bankhead Seafood. My wife and Crystal led the led the way on, you know, make sure to get open. I think about 60 to 90 days away from opening. That's going to bring at least 40 to 50 jobs to that community. It's going to make sure the community we grew up in is sold right on that street. That community now as a family. going to be able to come in. It used to be a takeout. you go get your big box of chicken. They ain't gonna be able to sit with your family, sit on the rooftop. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to go 40 minutes to Buckhead. You don't mm-hmm. have to go 20 minutes down to the no. south side. You go right in your own community. Mm-hmm. But right down the street, right in front of the Kmart, everybody you sell dope at, Tip built 143 affordable houses. Yes, he did. Wow. And, and my thing is, Joe, if you don't talk about the bad, like when I talk about warming now. If you're gonna talk about the two times I fucked up and then come home, you got to talk about the other 363 days I did. That's right. Now, that's I right. Three days, now two days I fucked up, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But them other 363 days, my wife ain't laughing we had this <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I take my ass home more nice than I did, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and the son didn't beat me though. So, right. You know, but you, I, we, have to, we have to give each other grace. That's, that's right. And that's also you know, I give and I ask for grace and my grandfather told me, you know, don't embarrass yourself. Take care of you and your sisters. Don't embarrass me and your mama's name, and don't embarrass black folk. And if you fuck up, apologize. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's, it's that simple,
5: simple, man. It's that simple. It, it is really is. Really, really and either. I have one rule with my crew. I said, we fuck up, we apologize, and then we, and you get forgiven, and we never talk about it.
6: Mm-hmm. That, it's
5: that simple. Because if mm-hmm. you keep talking about just yeah. this we black folks mm-hmm. sometimes we get to reopen it. No, I apologize. How mm-hmm. can we make it right? And then we make it right, and go.
0: we just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's all day. I um I, I wanted to ask you a question, man. I'm, i I've been listening to your music for a long time. Yes. Sir. You know, and this, this album, for me, listening to the album
5: definitely shows the change in you. You know, so
0: when you when you sat down and thought about that, what was your what was your thought process? I think
5: yeah. I've always done it. I don't think it's necessarily a change, but you saw fully me fully accepting me. Right. And maturation, you know, you was my first album. Monster, you know, it's the record. Mm-hmm. Mama, I don't want to sell crack mm-hmm. no more. I was a drug dealer, man. Right. I wanted to, I was like, these niggas going <laughs> to kill me. And I'm like, nigga, I done dropped out of Morehouse. My dumb ass, first of all, I got into Morehouse. They didn't right. think that shit out. Mm-hmm. I done got in, I done dropped out, pursue music, right, ended up right. pursuing 14 pounds of weed when I got my mm-hmm. fan. Big Boy said, I said, hey, nigga, you going to be a drug dealer or a rap? What the fuck right. is you right. going to do? You mm-hmm. um, know, So I've been on my path, but what I had to understand is that until you fully accept you, the world ain't going to accept you. And Mm -hmm. so I stopped chasing. I stopped chasing whatever sound was popular. I stopped chasing what I think people would want. I got with a team of people that really believed in who I was. And over the last decade, I've been in Run the Jewels, best rap group in the world going today, in my opinion. So my focus was I learned to discipline myself. Focus on making Run the Jewels what it should be. Right, and what Kobe did was give me an opportunity to to almost die. Like the girl I convinced to drop out of nursing school, had to nurse my ass after 14 days. I was like, I'm feeling go. Like, damn, this it. And not only is this it, I got these solo demos and shit I done did, and I've never introduced the world to me. They know me and Proxy to Outcast. They know me and Proxy to my boy Ti. They know me and Proxy to my rap partner LP and Run the Juice, but they never mm-hmm. met Michael. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of that man, I was just like, yeah, I really want to introduce people. To who I am they, they, sure. so they can get an explanation understand why I am because I I feel like I feel like black people would get it and I, and I didn't understand but I did start to understand that working class people period yeah. are going to get it and um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure before I got out of here that people knew who I was absolutely mm-hmm. yeah, okay. so I have, a, I have a question to ask you about the Michael album yes, it's sir. a self Yeah. and it's your life Yeah. From track to track you buried yourself yeah. so my question is being that transparent, yeah, I just I feel it's not a question, but it's a statement. I really feel like you set the bar high for a lot of rappers nowadays yeah. who feel feel like they have to, you know, put on airs or yeah. live up to an image. Yeah. So with the Michael album, you gave us transparency. Yeah. From beginning from track one to the ending. Yeah. So how does how do you feel with this body of work after you put it out to the masses? Because twenty eight years ago. Your, your, your co-part Andre 3000 said the South got something to say. Yeah you yes. still think the voice is still loud in the South? Yeah, we cause we so mm-hmm. we so diverse you know shit they, they they don't just ride horses in Houston. I mean, a two miles on horse <laughs> <laughs> farm myself, you know what I'm saying? All black horse farm, the kids, you know. Like, like we we have But they think we about candy cars, they think <clears> that we are, they think we just about strip clubs and we are, but man, we help shape the craft of West Coast music. Mm-hmm. You know? We 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 still ride around on horses. Now, I st- we still on the farm. My great grandparents bought in 1948. So what I want to show people is that that there is there's layers that you peel off of black masculinity and black male malehood. Mm-hmm. You know we are not defined by Yankees cap and Timberland boots. We are not defined. By LA Cap and Dicky suits. We bought Dicky suits in the South, but it wasn't because we was gay back. It was because our gra- our granddaddy worked at the fucking mechanic shop. Right, so right, so right, you right. got them by my granddad the <laughs> blue dicky suit. Shit. I'm gonna get me a blue dicky <laughs> suit. I'll have <laughs> on some joints. You know what I mean? So you know, I remember when the most valuable thing you wear in my high school was the green dicky suit, because that was mm-hmm. the shit yeah. yep. So that you couldn't get them anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you'll see a 60-year-old kid in a $25 dicky suit outfit, but he got $150 bucks on, which your Clark Wallabies, and that's how he let you know. I got some money, just you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like your old me, your old man, your granddaddy, might, your granddaddy might have on a flannel shirt, but that watch ain't, ain't inexpensive. So I learned just the subtleties of who we are, are valuable. So for me, the South is always gonna have something to say because 54% of African Americans live in the South. Like the book, um, The Devil You Know by Charles Blow implores us to go back to South. You know, if places like Dallas, we have not only an economic advantage, we have a political advantage in our numbers. Use Dallas. Use Houston. Use Orlando. Use Tampa. Use Charleston, Atlanta, Birmingham. Use these places as fort fortresses. Like I said during the speech, half people like, half people don't. When I was telling that speech, that I, I, I when I did the speech in Atlanta in, uh, uh, in twenty, I was drinking Moet, smoking weed with Noriega in front of the Bankhead Seafood Truck, and my buddy Tilt said, "Well, the mayor called me, um, and said she wants to come up here because it looks like the Riders might pivot left. Now, if they pivot left, they pivot directly into our neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you are not going to let them pivot right, because that's why all the insured builders at the corporate price all right. Mm-hmm. Right, right Right. But if they pivot left, they burn down the neighborhoods we grew up in. So I said, boy, well, she called the right one." Well, well, I'm not going nowhere. Right. And <laughs> an hour later, he said, well, man, you know, after Adderrae, he said, man, if you don't go, I ain't going. And then he just pulled a club. I'm just like, God damn it. You know, it's like when your partner say, hey, we ride, you, I gotta go. Right. I end up going and speaking, but I told people it's our duty not to burn down our own house in a time of anger, but to be a fortification to, in, in times of organizing. Because I feel like there's certain places where we dominate and we can acquire more power if we do what Tesla Figaro is doing and going in places, teaching people how to win local offices. And then, so what's the purpose of teaching people how to win a local office? It's certain people so angry with Michael. Um, on the second time around, he, he didn't support someone on the same campaign. Did they forget that I was instrumental in getting Keisha Lance Bottoms elected, mm-hmm. before her, Cassine Reed elected, okay. our current mayor, Andre Dickens elected, John Ossoff elected, mm-hmm. and Warnock elected twice. But what does that matter? Our mayor cares about affordable housing. It's getting impossible for sometimes working class people to live mm-hmm. where they are. I've seen Europe. So I've been around the world four or five times. In Europe, if you work in the city, in Paris, you live 20 minutes outside the city. I don't want to see our cities become that and our grandmama still owns something there. So what I'm saying is, so how do we keep that? You keep that by getting state representatives elected that can take their ass to D.C. and say, send that federal money funding down here. And what happens? Boy home housing projects, which got torn down where Shawty Lowe um, live, now is about to be a mixed income community in which you can buy a home or rent a home. And what does that sit? What good does that make Michael? Well, that makes if you got rich folks, black folks living right next to working class white folks, you got better schools because higher taxes being yeah. paid by them. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a product of that, nigga. That ain't no theory. That's High mm-hmm. Heights Elementary, Frederick Douglass High School, Morehouse College, output a nigga like me. Nigga like me, help your, help help win elections, this money comes down, and now you get to re-entrify the same community and you get to replicate the same thing. But it's a, it's a process. Yeah. It don't just happen like a blink of magic. It happens when you support people like Ted and say, this is how you run and this is how you win. It happens once you get those people elected mm-hmm. to call them to task and say that money's coming, that money better find its way to the you, West Side damn the right. right, uh-huh. and not just stop on Moore's me. That's right. And if you don't know or you're not clearly sophisticated enough to do that, find somebody who is and do what the fuck they tell you to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for right, me, right. I, I say I give it time. You can be angry with me for the moves I make and that's fine, but time of tell. That's right. I met with the Republican government. everybody lost their goddamn mind. Nigga, I pay taxes. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get my money to a no white man yeah. and not talk to him. We got to right. talk to him. I just gave get right. money though. You get paid. You got to have <laughs> a conversation. That's the conversation right. I had with him was around trade schools and leading a pathway to trade schools, in particular for African-American boys, because we aren't going to college at the same amount. Well, Mike, what, what, what does that mean? That means that this year he signed into law the return of the Holt Scholarship. The Hope Scholarship gives kids with a B average, not an A, not an A plus, not A minus, a B average free tuition for state schools, including trade schools. Mm-hmm. So now the boys who be coming to me, oh, what I need to do, I want to be an engineer. No, no, let's, 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 we can get signed up for engineering school, but let's make sure you know how to build a studio. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure you know carpentry, plumbing, electricity, you know mm-hmm. Now, all these boys got a chance to go to school, including my nephews, got a chance to go to school for free, but if I would have never met with the man, if I That's never right. would have been a part of the sense, hey, you got to do this, you got to do right. this, would he have done it? Now, I don't win every argument with him. I called him and said, please don't sign and met with him. And his administration, please don't sign in the law the gang and has been built. Mm -hmm. He signed into the bill. I told him, well, I disagree with it, but I understand public fear. So what I got to do now, I got to run around and talk about 15, 20 prosecutors. You have the option not to use this bill to prosecute this young man. This is the Next Level Boys Academy. Let's at least give them an opportunity to do that. So what does that that matter? That matters because this white Republican governor saw a project called Project Pinnacle started by an African-American Democrat judge named Osha Jackson, who I've known since I was a child. She starts the Pinnacle Program. You come into her court, first time getting in trouble, bullshit, crazy shit, assault, drug. She said, I'm going to give you a year to clean your shit up. Mm-hmm. After that year, we'll reevaluate. If so, we'll wipe and expunge and you'll be okay. That program was so successful in DeKalb County that our white Republican governor then found another Democratic woman, in uh, Miss Ali. Miss Ali starts the um, Georgia... Georgia Public Defenders Foundation, which I'm on the board of, and now this thing mirrors the Pinnacle Program. So what was working in the county is now a statewide thing. If I don't have a relationship with those two black Democratic women, mm-hmm. and that one white Republican man, mm-hmm. does the Hope Scholarship get signed again? Mm-hmm. Does the Pinnacle Program get made into a state program? <laughs> So I'll take the lashes, because Lord knows I sing and dance and he let me get rich fucking around doing that's it. Right. I'll take the lashes, but on a very personal level, I can't take your criticism if you don't live in the state of Georgia. That's If right. you don't live in Atlanta, if you're not doing the work. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of times, before we get so excited and read headlines, we have to understand that the most the most magic thing about this album to me was, it got a chance to show you that I'm a product of the yeah. work of other people.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: The people right. who poured into my cup So that when my cup runneth over, we ain't got a hole in it. We're not losing water. It's pouring in the oven.
0: And after I die, that's all
5: I want. I want to be be like my grandmama, feeling. My grandmama, you would have thought a nigga died, (laughs) that was important. But her, 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 it was so packed. I didn't realize, my sister's like, we didn't realize she was so connected, but Mm -hmm. she was just, she was just one active woman on her street. She said activism starts on your street, what have you done to help these 10 neighbors to your right and your left? She would complain to the city about sanitation, but right after she complained, she'd organize the neighbors to get together and everybody come out and you clean up your yard. And if you get done first, you just went over to your neighbor's yard, yeah. mm-hmm. and went over to your other neighbor's yard. And in the meantime, she's on the city's ass. And when the city don't listen, next door, old do. I'm gonna call the news. Then yeah, we get from school. I run my on the phone on the news. Hey, they not picking up our trash on time and the mail calling her. Say, <laughs> huh, we sorry. So that's what you have to be that's that fine. vigilant that's about fine. things. And you and you go, you gonna take some knocks and does. Yeah. I remember when I'm young, some folks say, they didn't talk too much, but they shut the fuck up when they trash got picked up on them. That's
1: right, that's right. That's if you right. like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Tha For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm Stephanie J. Block, and I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks, and we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love stages podcast subscribe to stages podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia the cia and the kgb that's where my new podcast begins this is neil strauss host of to live and die in la and i wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives